So what's our topic today? So we're talking about toxic communication mm. and bullying. Got it. And bullying is something that is pervasive throughout one's life, I think. It's not just something that happens, you know, on the playground or at school or Yeah, you think of it as that. You think of it as, oh, yeah, bullying. I remember that from, like, second grade, fifth right, grade. Right, right. Like, oh, yeah, like kindergarten. Right. But it's not, it's not like that. It happens at all ages, right? And in different departments, in different fields, in different mm. areas of sort of, like, industries or... And I feel like it's almost it's it's harder to detect when you're older because you're not on guard for it, right? When yeah, you're a kid, you're sort of always looking for the bully and trying to determine who is the bully. Like, and spot the bully. Spot the bully, <laughs> um, and you know keep your distance. But when, as you get older, you don't you don't expect it in the same way, and so it can kind of surprise you. Yeah. And they get more sophisticated when they get older. Yeah, they smarten up, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So you don't even know you're being bullied. So we want to talk about that because, you know, it is something to be aware of and there are ways of addressing it without, you know, losing your mind over it or losing your sense of self, like doing something that seems so antithetical to your authentic expression Mm. that, you know, it's just like, why did I, why did I respond that way sort of reaction to it? So I think that, you know, we'll talk about some ways of reducing the effects of bullying on oneself. And again, you know, tied tying it back to stoicism. Uh, last week, I think it was when we talked about it. I feel like we should just tie every episode of stoicism. You know what? The, the reality is, right? You're right. The reality is, is that this channel, right, is all about equipping ourselves with the tools we need to succeed in, the, in, in our everyday lives. Mm. It's not just about the big moments, you know, on screen, in public, on camera, or, you know, in public speaking events, but it's all of the in-between that yeah. makes up our every day, yeah. right? And I think that a lot of the ways of sort of dealing with the everyday highs and lows is through the inward, you know, doing the inner work of introspection, inner voice, um, inter- intra-personal communication. Yeah, and that's yeah. very much... Uh, tied to the domain of, of stoicism. stoicism. Yeah. Did you, I remember your father, who's a, uh, a, uh, what do you call it? A dedicated fan yeah. <laughs> of Explaining, learning. And we're very appreciative of his support. He Thank mentioned you. that we should also uh, make sure and we mom include. Too. And mom, of course, yeah, of, course. of course. Mom is probably the most. <laughs> uh, I challenge any other fan to get as engaged as, as her mother, because her mother is incredible. Um, but uh, he, he was just saying, make sure we also give some of the Greek Stoics. It's true, because, yeah. We've been talking a lot about the Roman Stoics. So shout out to Epictetus and Zeno. Zeno was the founder of Stoicism. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think it was – so basically the way Stoicism for, sort of came to light was mm. through um, – so I think it comes from porch because Zeno, 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 I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly – but he would, uh, you know, he would spread the word on his porch. And so his pupils would come and listen and he'd uh, be, you know, um, doling out these nuggets of wisdom. On the porch. Know, I love it. Stoicism on the porch. Yeah, yeah. And stoicism means like so the porch. world was great back then. Can you imagine? You could just, <laughs> you know, you're walking home and you get a little porch, porch philosophy as you walk back. Right. That's what it is. Right? <laughs> what you know, f- forget Instagram and all these things. 
YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I get I'm on my porch porch philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's a yeah, this is this is a little porch philosophy. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Just but it's relevant. Like it's relevant. I mean, stoicism I think does have a lot to do with what we're gonna discuss today with with bullying because of course. yeah, of course. Um as I'm sure you're gonna jump into, bullying has a lot to do with bullying is sort of one of those things where it it is bullying if you let it be bullying. I love that. Right. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again, Greg. It's yeah. so that's so good. Yeah. Go ahead. It is bullying if you let it be bullying. Right. Otherwise, it's just someone saying something silly. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that. I'm rubber, your glue. Right. If you don't let it stick to you. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not going to affect you as much or at all even. Right? Totally. Yeah. 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 So. So, yeah. Wh wh where would you like to jump in on this? Well, first of all, I think we have to say, obviously, like bullying is not OK. Right. It's absolutely unacceptable behavior. It should by no means be tolerated or condoned. So that's an issue, right? But I think the first thing we have to sort of um, allow ourselves to remember is that bullying doesn't have that much to do with us. Like, let's say we're being bullied as it is as it does with the person who is bullying. Mm. Um, a lot of times, right? I'm gonna say that saying again: hurt people, hurt people, right? So basically, I would say most of the time, the person who is bullying, the mm. bully, is going through a lot of stuff, whether they know it or not, and they have their own issues right. that so, they have to sort So that out. is hurt people, meaning the people who are hurt yes. are, are the people who, who, then, are hurting who then in turn hurt others. Yes. Got it. Whether it's because they don't know any other sort of reality or form of communication or communication style. Right. Maybe the toxic communication is the only type of communication that they know. Um, I'm thinking more. That's of a good like, point. Right. If, yeah. if that's all you've been exposed to, then right. and, and that's sort of what you default to. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you don't know anything else apart from that, then, mm. okay, well. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it's like, you know, a little kid, sort of like a second grader mm -hmm. being the big bully or the small bully, because it doesn't have to be a big bully, um, who's sort of doing that. Um, I forgot what I was. What I, well, I was going to say. They may they may not even know that they're a bully yeah, either, right? right that's so true. particularly if then it's a situation where they just are picking up yeah. the communication styles that they've been exposed to. Um, yeah. They may not even realize they're being the bully. Uh, for them, they're just sort of acting in a way that uh, is expressing some inner turmoil, yes. right? Some insecurity, right? Right. So going back to sort of it having less to do with you as it does with them. So I think realizing that like, oh, they must be having like a rough day, a rough life or whatever. Um, a rough life. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, like, yeah. I don't know. But like, I think it's really important to be cognizant of that so mm. that you make it less about um, a personal attack, even though it 100% feels like it, right? If yeah. someone says, it calls you a name or says something really critical and not constructive in any way, shape, or form, then I think, you know, it's hard to separate that from you as a person. But I think remembering that is really helpful. Definitely. Yeah. And I think the other part of it is being able to distinguish between yeah. what is bullying versus what is just feedback. Yeah, uh, like constructive what is, criticism. Yeah, and what is just, you know, someone being assertive. I think there is a bit mm. of 
right? There's, 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 I remember the reason I brought this up. So I have a little brother, he's, he's 10 years old. And so he had a birthday party and, um, they were bowling. And that was a fun party. Yeah. 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 And I was, uh, um, I, I, at some point, some, one of the kids had a ball that, uh, I said was, it looked too big for him. I'm like, oh, that, that ball looks a little too big for you. Maybe go heavy for something too, right? Sometimes yeah, too heavy, too right? Heavy. The bowling balls can be heavy. If you've done any bowling, you know that you have a choice of ball sizes. And this kid was clearly choosing, I think was trying to show off and choose a really heavy ball. <laughs> and it was not working out for him on the scoreboard. Oh, so uh, I was encouraging I him to, to, you know, potentially choose a lighter ball. And he's immediately like, hey, don't be a bully. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? It was totally yeah, like... Yeah. We were, we were wondering, we contemplated on that sort of afterwards. And we were like, he probably didn't know, like people just throw out these words that they don't fully understand, especially children, right? Right. So it was obviously not a case of bullying, but that was really funny. Right. And so the reason I bring it up is because, uh, you know, I think identifying what bullying is, is important um, because once you know that it's what it is, right? Then you can, you can adjust your reaction accordingly, but advice suggestions, that's not bullying. You know, if it's conveyed in a polite way, totally. if the intention is to help yeah. you, uh, that's certainly not bullying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, someone being assertive and saying, this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes can be bullying, mm-hmm. uh, right? If they're being a little too pushy and, and forcing you to do something you're not comfortable with. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, when, when someone is saying something because they feel that the way they're suggesting is important. It's worth listening to. So I think getting familiar. Yeah. It's just getting familiar with mm-hmm. I, I, what would you say? I'll, I'll posit my, my thought and then maybe, yeah. maybe you can, um, maybe you can weigh in on your, your view. Mm-hmm. I would say that it, it is bullying if it's done to benefit no one other than the person who's speaking. Right. Uh, or like if they derive, if they clearly derive pleasure from doing that. Well, that might be something separate. I'm just saying okay. if, if, if someone's telling you to do something and it's not for your good or the good of the, you know, everyone in the room, uh, that already is a red flag, right? Okay. Right. Uh, sure. If it's more so to benefit themselves or if it's done for no clear purpose at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think bullying is something where there's not a clear purpose for why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's done in a way that's making you feel uncomfortable. That I think for me maybe is how I define bullying. Yeah. I think in the simplest um, way of understanding it, it's anything that is clearly hurtful. So I'm Mm. thinking like name calling. Right. Intentionally hurtful. Yeah. That's interesting. That is like not even open to interpretation because, you know, we talk about interpreting things in the best way possible, but if it's, at least the way I think of it. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, I mean, thinking like name calling, I'm thinking thinking of comments that, you know, are said out loud, but clearly about that person right. in their presence. Right. It's like obvious, right? right. The um, harm is intended, essentially. Exactly. And yeah. there's obviously no, you know, constructive criticism that yeah. you could pull from that or glean from. Yeah. Um. Anything yeah, I think that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And and when you think about sort of why it's done, um, it, it kind of makes sense from a evolutionary perspective. That's interesting. Right? Because as bully, I, I typically view bullies as people who have 
in some ways, some sort of insecurity, yes. right? And if you're feeling insecure, the best way to make sure that people aren't looking at you is to direct attention to someone else, right? And so a, what a bully can do is ensure that they don't become the victim by instead turning someone else into the victim. That's right. And if they know that they can turn someone else into a victim. Eyes are on them and not on, on the You're right. Eyes are on the victim and themselves. not the bully. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's a almost a, a preemptive defensive mechanism. That's interesting, right? Yeah. To to divert attention away from the bully toward uh, someone else. And frankly, yeah. I, I often don't think they care. They probably what they do is choose the person who's most vulnerable, right? And who seems isolated and not mm -hmm. like sort of like a loner, somebody who doesn't have right. like a Some, support system. That's what research shows, right? Someone who won't defend them. Yeah. So it doesn't you, have them in defend them. Yeah. So one of the ways of sort of um, standing up to bullies is actually having your own support system and having at least one other person, uh, just just one person, just one friend um, that can really vouch for you, have your back, and at least for you, you feel that you have somebody who yeah who who who's with you, who's on your team, basically. Yeah, right? that's right. I think yeah. You got at something important because we've been talking about sort of how do you deal with it mentally, but then there are also some ways to, to sort of prevent it from happening in the first place. So I think there's two parts to the solution. One is, you know, how do you cope with it? Um, but the other part is, how do you avoid uh, a, an environment or a scenario where you, you're at risk of being the victim? Um, so I think we could, we could probably talk about both of those. I think so. So, right. Right. So sometimes you can't avoid it, but um, one of the ways you can sort of diffuse the situation, I think, is to laugh, laugh about it. Mm -hmm. So like if somebody is making fun of you and it was said in jest or not said in jest, but either way, it was clearly um, an ad hominem, an attack on the person, then you can sort of, you know, puck fun at it. Yeah, you know, oh, that's so funny. I was just thinking the same thing. Sort of like self-deprecating humor. Right. Because once you show that that's not going to bother you, you can laugh about it just as easily as they're trying to, like, poke fun at you for it, then it just, like, it disarms them. Well, totally. I mean, if the intention was to uh, insult you, to make you feel... Inadequate, uh, inadequate or whatever, um, and you turn it into something that that's funny. Yeah, you make light of it. You've yeah, you completely you've completely uh, invalidated the attack. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't bother and that's you. That's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think as soon as you do that, the bully also realizes this is someone who knows how to deflect my attack. Uh, I'm going to send it elsewhere. Right. I'm not going to mess with that right. person anymore. <laughs> right. And and it's, I think I really like that solution too, because it's not aggressive. It's not pushing back. It's not like I got punched. Now you get punched. It's more so I got punched, but I caught the fist, you know? Yeah. And, and it's now I'm like high-fiving, put the a fist. friendship bracelet on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you, you, um, it, it's not, he doesn't feel a, a, like an attack back. It's just like, oh, okay. That sort of fell flat. Uh, probably, probably not worth trying again. Yeah. Now I think it, it also depends on your personality. Some people are innately, you know, funny, humorous people and also maybe self-deprecative, but that doesn't come naturally to everyone. So 
if you feel like you have nothing, you don't know how to laugh about it, um, absolutely don't try to give a comeback or anything because you don't want to add oil to the flame. But mm. I think another way, and this is sort of, I think, my favorite, but it, I think it's, I mean, it's the hardest, I think, to try to to try to try befriend the bully, mm. if that makes sense. Or if you don't, if you can't def, uh, befriend them, then at least you can try to show them kindness. Right. If possible. Yeah. That's, that's also really challenging, but I agree. So the first one is to be witty, which right. is tough, right? Some people can do that on the spot. Others can't. The second like, one is- Like I personally can't do that. Right, right. Like I find it, I mean, you know, I find that extremely challenging. Like I'll, and you know, I've, I'll laugh it off if I can, but I'm not going to like- It's like the guy in The Good Place, right? Where he was- Cheating? Uh, no, no, the no. One who can't no the, We're watching that right it's now. It's a really good show. It's so funny. On, on, uh, was it Netflix? I think so. Called The Good Place. It's really funny. And uh, the, no, this is the orchestrator, the, the oh, architect. Oh, uh, the guy who, uh, yeah. Ted Danson. And he's dealing with his arch nemesis. And his arch nemesis insults him. And, and it's oh, like this yeah. witty guy. And so the architect <laughs> like tries me. to get back and he's like, I can't come up with anything. I'll, I'll come up with something witty in the next 30 minutes. And then I'm going to tell you and you're going to really feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of what I'm imagining. And it's like here. totally a moot point. And like, it's, it's like not, not funny a comeback. Oh, it's not a comeback. It's not yeah. hurtful. Not it's everyone's just... gonna comebacks. Yeah. Which is why your second solution is a good one is yeah. If you're not gonna comebacks, then I think uh, like you're saying, yeah. Um, a good solution is to be uh, kind. Kind. Yeah. Kind. Show them compassion. Show them compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, like that's that's sort of like how I operate. Like I just, it's easier for me to do yeah. that. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, you know, um, was it? I think Benjamin Franklin did this. Uh, I can't remember who. It was some historical figure, but his solution for dealing with people that this is for people that don't like you. But I think and I it also, works. I, I just want to say one thing. Okay, sorry, because I'm just thinking of the term like toxic people. I just don't like that, right? Because it's it's really toxic behavior. It's toxic communication. Mm, mm, mm. So sorry, just very no, that. no, very good point. Yeah. Which I think we we hear a lot of. Uh, the, we hear the word toxic people a lot. Yeah, that's just. I, I find, first of all, toxic is an extremely strong word. I try strong. to avoid using it. Um, but I agree. You don't apply it to the person. Yeah. You can apply it to the behavior. Behaviors and but, communication style. Yeah. But I think it's right? best to, to assume the best in people. Yeah. And that if they're behaving in a certain ways because of external factors, it's not because they were literally hardwired to be evil. Yeah. Um, now, going back to this Benjamin, we're just going to go with Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Somebody can fact yeah, check that. Yeah, yeah. He he's not it. around to call me out on it. And if anything, uh, he'd appreciate it. So <laughs> the, the, the strategy is, okay. if there's someone who doesn't like you, mm -hmm. this is the context in which it was used, but yeah. I think this works for bullies too, and it's related yeah. to what you're saying. What you do is you ask a favor of them. Hmm. And so by asking a favor of them, and make it easy. Make it something that's like would be ridiculous for them to say no to. Like, can you hand me that glass? Yeah, over? <laughs> I, I think in his case, he said, "Can I?" There's this guy that didn't like him and was being mean to him, and he said, um, "Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I borrow this book of yours uh, for the weekend? I really wanted to. I was really hoping to read it, right?" And so the guy's like totally flustered <laughs> and like tweaking. Okay, here's the book, and just by that act of doing a favor. Essentially, essentially, sort of treating him as a him to, friend. Yeah, you compelling him to do a favor. It's in your mind, psychologically, in the bully's mind, suddenly that person becomes a friend. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly, if I'm doing a favor for this person, 
I must have some sort of positive disposition toward him. Yeah. And uh, so I think that could be really powerful. You sort really of catch good. him off guard by asking them to do something nice for you, which is the last thing they'd ever expect. Of course. And what you might discover, I think, is that the bully, um, they chose you in the first place, right? So you're already in their minds. And so they might actually admire something about you, right? That's interesting. Like what, it, what attracted them to you in the first place? Right. So maybe they admire something you and they're a little jealous of. Right, and they don't know right? how to interact and they don't with you. Interact. And so this is almost like giving them an opportunity to interact with you in a, in a way that uh, can develop even into a friendship. Yeah. So I think that's a great way. Just try to, you know, befriend them, ask them a favor, um, and see see how it goes, right? And it, and if the behavior, the sort of toxic communication behavior still persists, then you might want to try some other things. So yes. what are some other things you can do? Well. Right. So what we've covered so far is, your sort of first line of defense. Yeah. So laugh it off if you can. If laugh that comes it off, naturally to you. Little witty banter. Yeah. Um, the second one is to try to befriend them, show be them kind, kindness. Be compassionate. Yes. And then if those two don't really seem to be helping as much or at all, then what do you do? Try to distance yourself if you can. Yeah. Right. D distance is distance. always good, right? But what if this is somebody who is in the workplace that you're in or is somebody who is in your sort of um, social group or, um, I don't know, wherever, maybe at your gym, and it's like they're always the person that's on that, what is that, the squat rack? I don't know. I'm just coming up with like – What do you got against the squat rack? No, I love the squat rack. I'm just saying like what happens if <laughs> the bully is always at the squat rack at the time that you're I at see, the squat I see, rack. I see, I see, I'm just uh, trying to give the explorers some – yeah, yeah, some context, some context. Context. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, I, distance actually, I think, is somewhat achievable. So let's just think about the context in which you're bullied. Rarely is a bully going to confront you in a one-on-one -on -one situation, right? Mm. If you're if you're alone, though, they might. They might, but I think what what the bully is often trying to do. It, it, I feel like it more often happens in group situations where there's more people around, and so that way they they like that's where they're feeling more uncomfortable. That's interesting. Okay, right? possibly. Um, in which case you can distance yourself, right? Mm -hmm. By um, I just sort of removing yourself from the situation. Yeah, there's there's already a group of people there, and and, and I think you basically leverage mm -hmm. other people there. Uh, I you know you just start talking to someone else. Yeah, the bull is confronting you, and you kind of don't really pay much attention. You sort of exactly. deflect deflect the conversation elsewhere. Uh, but if it is one on one, yeah, you can't distance yourself. Yeah, um, and I think probably the best thing to do there is just keep track of it, right? Uh, maybe uh, record it if you can. Uh, keep an Excel chart of like Excel detailed chart. notes right uh, after the fact. That's right. really good actually, right? right? Um, I mean, you could literally record it. You could, if, if they're doing something that you really don't like, you say, you know, let Tell them, them know. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let them know that what they're doing is not maybe Unacceptable, feel yeah. which they're probably aware of, but just telling them I think helps. Um, and um, but keeping track of it, yeah, documenting it, because uh, ultimately, if if it's not something you can avoid, then it is something you should you should make other people aware of, mm. and then maybe report that kind of behavior. Report to the, the behavior, principal to the dean to the boss to the whomever. Yeah, if it's in an office setting, definitely, right. uh, maybe to someone who's managing you. I honestly, in in my opinion, yeah. 
before you go to the manager. Yeah, talk to them first, right? Well, talk to them, but I'm saying actually discuss with your peers first. Mm. Discuss with your peers. When you go to a manager with a problem, managers like people who can solve their own problems. So if you're going to managers with a problem about someone else, uh, you can do it, uh, but it's not going to necessarily reflect well on you because it doesn't look like someone you can, who can solve their own problems. It doesn't necessarily put that professional self exactly forward. So yeah. I think you're better off starting with your peer group, uh, like other colleagues of yours yeah. and, and, uh, letting them know about behavior. You know, have you seen this person doing this before? Has, have they done this to you? Yeah, and in, a, in that kind of way, not like in a gossipy way. Like, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know. No, just more so, like, you know, I, I experienced something this other day. Yeah. That so-and-so was, you know, said this to me and I didn't really like it. Has, yeah. has, has he said something like that to you before? Right. Um, right. Sort of getting other people involved and getting a dialogue going. Yeah. Um, and then they might say, yeah, actually, that person did do that to me too. And I didn't like it either. If you can go with a group of five or six people, then you can take that to the manager. And that is that's different. Yeah. Right. That's that's yeah. more of a this is a uh, a team issue yeah. that all of us have had an issue with. Right. Um, but I that way you can solve it. And then maybe, you know, you can also five or six of you confront the bully mm-hmm. and say, look, we've all sort of experienced something that we don't really like in terms of your behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you aware that you're doing this? Are you aware that this is bothering us? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a really mature way to resolve it without being aggressive, without right. being confrontational. Without so basically the hold back. like a team meeting, right. And, and go through different, almost points. like an intervention. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, because look, there are different, uh, degrees of bullying and there's different contexts that it, it or that, that it manifests. Um, and so, that's definitely, I think, a helpful way of addressing the issue if it gets to that point. Um, I think another way is, you know, I like what that you said. Sometimes people might not even be aware that they're doing this. Now, if that's the case, maybe you can you can say, look, I'd like to sit down with you for 10 minutes mm. and I just, you know, want to talk, um, talk in person, talk in person, definitely. Definitely do this in person. Yes. Don't do this over like email or Slack or right. yeah, Instagram. I don't know. But talk with them and say, look, you know, I've noticed um, this happened a few times. I just want to talk a few things out with you. Let's, you know, figure mm. out like point yeah, out the I like that as a room. step one. I like that yeah. as a step one. Yeah. Uh, which is you're saying basically confront them first. Give them the opportunity to be made aware. Exactly. That what they're doing is bothering you. Right. And don't use like defensive language because bullies are defensive themselves. So what you want to do is you want to use a lot of, instead of like basically blaming them, saying you, 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 essentially pointing your finger mm. at them, not to you. But, okay, you say, I really felt this way when this thing happened. Or you, you make it about how you felt. Yeah. Right? This is how I feel when a comment like that is made or this mm. kind of passive aggressive behavior is like, you know, surfacing. Right. Right. That's I think you good. wanted to talk about passive aggressiveness, right. As a form of. Well, yeah. Um, bullying. I think particularly as you get older, we were saying before how there's this sort of surreptitious bullying, right. Mm. Where they get more sophisticated. And I think passive aggressiveness is a version of that. Um, yeah, so and, and these are, it's not overt. Hey, give me your lunch money. It's, it's, it's more so just sort of 
Um, yeah, it's like snide comments. Yeah, kind of putting it down, uh, not validating the things you're saying. Um, and and just, you know, you kind of know it when you see it and yeah. when, you, when you feel it. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think, just as important as the more overt bullying in terms mm-hmm. of its effect on your psychology. Right. And so um, being able to identify it and then confront the person on it. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, if, 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 um, the sort of earlier befriending type type approaches don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, like you're saying, the next approach is step one, uh, try and confront them in person, uh, not in that moment, uh, but on a separate time. So if they're bullying you at the moment, you, you sort of bear through it and uh, you make Nova collect your thoughts yeah. and set up a time with them yeah. a little later to exactly. have that conversation. That might surprise them too. They're not sure, they're, they'd be surprised that you set up a time to talk. And on that, make it a neutral space. Like, don't make it in their office or your office. Right. Make it maybe, let's say, if it's in a workplace setting. Coffee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah do the yeah. go to the coffee shop right across the street. Yeah, or the go into the or canteen or book out a room. Sometimes you can book yep. out office spaces, but make it neutral. Yep. And so you have that conversation, and then if if the behavior continues after that, that's when I think you probably want to reach out to your peers. Yeah. Uh, and have a conversation with them, see if there's repeated behavior that they've experienced as well. And if so, then you confront the bully uh, as a group right. in, in a constructive in way. In a constructive way, right? talking it through. Not a threatening way. No, and, and this is about conflict management, right? Mm-hmm. We have a video about that, so check it out. Yeah. I'll link it below. And then finally, uh, if even as a group, your guys are not able to solve it, that's when you go to, you know, an authority yeah, and, and, and sort of express your concerns. And at that point, uh, it, it's possible the bullish is not going to change their behavior, but the hope is that the person above can actually uh, essentially remove them from the equation, whether right. that's taking them out of whatever that looks like the job or whatever it is, moving them to a different department. I mean, ideally, if someone's that problematic, they leave the company. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So... Yeah, so I, I think I think these are all great ways to solve the bullying, the bullying uh, situation. Um, but the, sort of the other part of it that we were discussing is just how do you, in the moment, cope yeah, with, with the, the the sort of the act of being bullied? Yeah, and I think that comes down to what we were saying at the beginning, which is. How uh, it's it's bullying if you let it be bullying. Yeah. If you let it bother you. Yeah. And so uh, instead of you know taking what they're saying personally, you just frame it in a context that that probably makes more sense for why they're saying it. Right. Exactly. Understand like what's the motivation here? Why are they saying this? Is there any truth to this? Is there a nicer way of saying the same thing? Right. Right. That I can make turn into a lesson, a teachable moment right. or whatever. Yeah. Because chances are they don't really mean what they say, or if they mean it, uh, it doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, yeah. the reality is, uh, if it's not going to change the way sort of you go about doing things, uh, then it's not even worth paying attention to exactly. and taking seriously. And look, it's, it's kind of like, I would almost treat it like a TV show. You watch a TV show and people are saying intense things and you know that that's the TV show. That's not reality. Mm, and I so like that. the bully is just treated like a TV show. It's like, oh, look, that person's saying something uh, that might be offensive, uh, but it has nothing to do with me. I love that. You know, that reminds me of another sort of 
I think this is stoic too. And they also find it like, so in, in Buddhism as well, uh, d- dissolving the ego. Mm-hmm. So not letting it get to you at all, because it's not about you. Like it's not you. And I think it comes into having this notion of self-concept. Um, and I think that was Goffman's term hmm. for it. Um, but the idea here, Irving Goffman, I have a video coming out about something. Goff. Yeah. Um, anyway, he talks about the presentation of self in everyday life and the ideas that we're actors, um, similar to what Shakespeare said, right? Life's a play, life's a stage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you can sort of think of it as that's not you because you know who you are. You have a, you know your self-concept. So what they're saying is, you know, like what they would say on a TV show. It's a TV show that that you're not a part of. Right. And that has no bearing on reality. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's a huge part of it. The more that you know yourself, the more that you're comfortable with who you are and what you stand for and what's important to you, the more resilient you will yes. be uh in 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 you know a situation where you're being bullied because uh regardless of what they say, you know who you are and and um, what they're saying just doesn't... It doesn't align with who yeah. you know you yourself to be. You know what? It was really funny. Uh, not that funny, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> funny in that it relates to what we're talking about today. So... Um, interesting. It's really interesting. Yes, enlightening. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a podcast um, and Adam Grant, ah, yes, professor at Wharton uh, Business School. Did you ever have him as a professor at Wharton? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Uh, I he was. It was very hard to get into his classes, mm. and so I allocated my points elsewhere. But uh, I did. I did see a few talks of his. He's really impressive. Remarkable guy and so yeah. humble. Anyway, he has this exercise he does with his students, and I don't remember the exact, uh, like what the he calls it something really nice and catchy. If I find, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but the point of the exercise is. And he has all of his like master's students do it, his business school students, every all of his students have to do this exercise. Mm. And essentially what it is, is um, they have, so you have to ask people that you're close to, that know you well, um, basically they have to tell you a moment that they saw you be your best, mm. a moment that you were, you know, your best self. And they have to send it into you, so through email or whatever. And you have at the end maybe like 10 of these. Your job then is to go through all of these reports on your immaculate behavior. (laughs) And you have to then find the common uh, theme. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so that's where you do the work. Right, right. So you see the sort of the common thread. Right. And in what situations this arose, in what yeah. sort of environments you show, you were like this knight in shining, shining armor, mm. Amazon in shining armor. I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and wear armor. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, they do. They, they do? do? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I digress. But the point is that you have all these nice things about you and then you have to see like, what is it about yourself hmm. in that situation that, you know, you were great? Right, right. And, really and that's cool. something that, I love you, that. I, you can also use that. And this is probably part of it. Uh, you can use that as like a pillar of strength so yeah. that when you're being attacked, you can remember, well, actually, you know, 
this is something I'm really good at. And you can just, just thinking of, you know, knowing, knowing what you're good at and knowing who you are, I think just gives you that stability to, to sort of let everything slide off, off of you. Off. doesn't stick to you. Yep. Cause you're rubber. Cause you're rubber. <laughs> well, that's probably a good place to, to, to wrap things up. Um, yeah, I think, uh, there's there's really two parts to to the bullying situation. One is um, sort of fixing the problem, right? So creating situations, making basically the bully aware of it, mm -hmm. uh, avoiding the bully if possible, um, but otherwise making the bully aware of it and trying to resolve it that way. Right. And then the other part of it is just sort of being able to cope with the bullying in the moment. Exactly. And that has a lot to do with what we were saying, right. uh, knowing yourself and. Um, maintaining uh, sort of this, uh, maintaining this uh, impervious sort of position yeah. where what's going on around you doesn't affect the way you feel and who right. you are. Yeah. Exactly. So again, this is something that to continue working on. It's a process, and just make it a make it a a good moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Exactly. You, yeah. You you, uh, you view it as something that makes you stronger, something you learn from. Exactly. Which is a good policy for most things in life. Absolutely. <laughs>